When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So to Pitley and Parlay, <laughs> this is Matt Hickey with host Mike Hi. and McBridge. How are we doing tonight? I'm lovely. It is a very nice evening in Pennsylvania. It is not a very nice evening in Indiana. It is storming like mad. Yeah, well, it's not a nice day in Indiana because it's the day that ends in Y. Aw. Hey. Aww, that's Just kidding. You- I love Indiana. What are you talking about? <laughs> Well, we want to start episode first. I want to give a shout out to my dad. My dad actually just announced to his employer that he's retiring at the end of the year and gets to spend the rest of his days listening to Pit Lane Parlay on repeat. I am so so I'm so sorry. (laughs) Congratulations, but I'm also sorry. Yeah, I think uh, that's actually not an incentive for him. I would go back to work. Yes. But yeah, so shout out, Dad. Uh, congratulations. A lot of hard work over the years. Hope you enjoy retirement and uh, make sure when you're traveling that you do uh, queue up a couple episodes so you can listen to McBridge, McBridge and I make fun of Mike every now and then. Oh. So yeah, congratulations. Yeah, uh, c- congrats. And hopefully... Mrs. Hickey uh, has has a lot of patience. Uh, that's what I hear. Retirement is is about from from the from the wife's vantage point. But I, I guess I got a long a long time until I retire. Probably like sixty. What 60 like four years? years? <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. So anyway, I I have an announcement for the show before we kind of dive into some silly season stuff and Portland preview. We are now, the show is now part of Evergreen Podcast Network. We're super excited and honored to be recruited by these guys. They have a whole bunch of history shows and fiction podcasts. And uh, you might know a guy by the name of Bruce Martin has his show on there as well. So honored to team up with them. And you'll hear some of our promos on, on other shows. And you'll hear other promos on our shows. And they'll be doing some marketing for us and a lot of really cool stuff. So If you want to check them out, go to evergreenpodcast.com and we'll tag them on social media so you can have all that fun info available to check all their stuff out. They had a bunch that were just nominated for People's Choice Podcast Awards, which I didn't know was a thing until literally just now, but 
the more you learn, the the better you are. So, Matt, where do you where do you want to start this? Well, do we do we just set a new goal for ourselves to get on to the People's, People's Choice Award? Po- can I get word. like Clown of the Year or something? Yeah, yeah, you can get you can get like a weirdo Gen Z of the Year award or something. Oh, Gen Z! I'm not a Gen Z. Yeah, but now you and that listen, you call Asshole. me you call me old, so I'm gonna call you Gen Z. That is like equally offensive to me. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, toss it over to McBridge and Mike. I might as well take the next five to ten minutes off and go yeah. grab a beer or something. But why okay. don't you guys talk about your NHRA weekend and the fun activities you guys did with Dash Stig and whatever other fun things you guys did this weekend while I just sit here and smile and nod. Um, yeah, so so I'll start. It was, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. It, unfortunately, it rained Saturday, so the original plan was to – check out carding on on Saturday and uh, do some coverage for that and uh, so not only was Matt Gruenholz carding but a little guy by the name of Asher Farish and Asher's Racing who we sponsor every summer was also racing so we did get to see them on Sunday I'll start with carding since I'm, I'm talking about that it was my first time at, at Newcastle Motorsports Park really cool track a lot of fun. It was a really long day. I think there was like eight hours of carding or something like that by the time it got started, which didn't help. There was actually a pretty nasty accident in one of the races. Thankfully, everybody was okay, but it was really cool to see Stig come home. He got the pole in the first in, in qualifying and then came home P2 in the in the pre-final and, and the final race, which was at like 1130 at night. I was like barely awake and also it was like 20 degrees colder than it was during the day there. So it was, it was a long day, but it was really fun. I, I enjoyed it, and I hope to, I don't know, maybe do a little more cart coverage here and there. It was, it was fun to see these guys battle it out. And Stig, not during his race, but during his team's owner's race, team bus, I don't really know. Stig can correct me on that one. Owner. So, yes, sorry, I had Shannon on mute there for a second by mistake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You can, you can you can yell at me for that later, but what the hell yeah yeah. So you know it was it was it was really fun. He even took out a giant rubber mallet to fix his his owner's cart when when there was a, some damage on that from a pretty crazy accident. And uh, I guess the only other thing I have from that is shout out to Little Asher for having a a tough start to the race and really rebounding and doing very well before in one second having both of the tie rod snap on his front tires which i accidentally said was amazing because when you look at the accident like you're just like holy shit i can't believe this happened in real time because he hits two carts at once and there's no other damage on the cart other than the tie rods but i also realized he was like six or seven i don't remember sorry asher and he's eight see this is why we have other people smarter on than me sometimes and he was he he gave me a hard time for saying it was amazing but asher i did ask for your autograph and you did not have a sharpie with you so lessons for the future i'm gonna be the first one to have an asher autograph are you criticizing a nine-year-old eight-year-old oh i'm sorry are you criticizing an eight-year-old yes. as if that made it any better for yes. you yes yes but asher's a okay. good kid and just... he's got a bright future ahead of him in, in carding and it was it was a lot of fun just kind of you know taking in the racetrack from a, a different vantage point Shannon, would you like to give your NHRA thoughts? Oh, uh, that was very fun. Um, I haven't been to an NHRA 
Not party racing. You know, I was trying to figure out what you call it. Match race. What do you call match? Hickey, what do you, what are we calling NHRA? Weren't you guys credentialed there? Called? Why would I know? <laughs> I'm not the one who was at the right, goddamn so track. Yeah, fair. The event. I haven't been to an NHRA event uh, in several years, and so um, it was fun to go back. Shout out to Pat Caparelli for getting us at the start-finish line, essentially. I forgot how much that nitro fuel burns your eyeballs and your nose. Yeah, that that is one thing I really was not expecting, and I know Matt has a very confused look on his face right now. The the fastest car there are, the, the nitro fuel, literally, if you're not wearing sunglasses, you are crying at the start-finish line because of the way it smells. And I mean, it, it physically, like, your no, your nose and your sinuses hurt it's i don't really know how to describe it other than that i was warned beforehand so i was prepared but you know again thank you to pat caparelli for for bringing us down there but she didn't have sunglasses on and literally didn't watch those heats like she turned around but when they were when they were about to go and it was it was unreal how like my nose my sinuses hurt for like a half hour after being down on the the start finish line i was just thinking that there's something that looked better about your face today. So maybe you should just be a regular on the tour. Oh, well, I don't know if that's like a compliment or not a compliment. Like I'm very conflicted. I'm saying you look glowing today. Oh, I'm in different lighting than normal. Maybe, you know what? I'm just going to take the compliment, run with it, move on. NHRA. David? NHRA was super cool. It was, I didn't really know what to expect because I don't watch it a ton. I've never been before, but it was, it was a lot of fun. It was pretty entertaining. The only thing I, I'm going to say I didn't enjoy were the Harleys or the motorcycle, whatever the motorcycle series was that ran. They pretty much, I mean, whatever. They sounded like uh, they sounded like they weren't Harleys though. Please tell me they were not actually Harleys. They're not. Harleys. I'm pretty sure they're, they're like very sophisticated, bikes. like Yamahas or something. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're drag bikes. They're not Harleys. Well, oh no! Here goes the Google. Yeah. No, you said lighting earlier, and I said David, and no one laughed. Every time you say the word lighting, as like as as far as like a light fixture or the act of getting light. Oh, he said lighting. And I, I didn't. Out I didn't I understand I what you were saying either. To be, to be, to be fair, there, there, Harley Davidson was associated with NHRA for a very long time. So, like, I'm not completely. No, that doesn't help your argument here. Okay. Oldsmobile was also an IndyCar manufacturer once. Does that mean we get to claim that IndyCars are now Oldsmobiles? I'm, I, I, Sorry, oh, I'm just using a car manufacturer from your era. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you're you're like. In, so for those wondering, like it's, we record F1 it's and IndyCar in the same night, and so IndyCar is the second recording tonight. And your level of savage has increased like thirty fold in the last fifteen minutes. Hey, I like you. Just for the yes, record. I know, I know. Don't don't approach Mike and and ask why he why he gets hate on, and don't approach me and ask me why. Well, you can't approach me and ask why I'm an asshole. That that's a fair question. Yes, it is. Uh, number two, I feel like this is just what McBridge just brings out of me. That's totally fair. Anyway, it was a it was it was a a blast to be there. Thanks to also thanks to NHRA PR Ali Bland who. Got uh got got us media passes to be there, so it was fun. Oh, and we we got to hang out with Eric Smith for a while, so he put up with put up with me too this weekend. 
My man. So, and congrats to Eric for the birth of his third child. I think it was two weeks ago at this point, but you know, we, we're, we're slow on the announcements. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're a little late on that one. All right. Well, if we have nothing else there, I think it's a pretty slow news week. Uh, we had a scoop today from a pretty good source of ours that uh, Dan Tictum should be a shoe in for one of the final three races at a team that has not been announced yet. Yeah. We're pretty confident in our source. Obviously, things can change, and if there is a correction we need to make, we'll make that if something changes with that. Uh, but the leading assumption is that even though Tictum does drive for Carlin currently in F2, the leading assumption is that it would be for Yunkos given the nature of the rotating seats they have going on for the final three races. Uh, Tictum is in Monza this weekend, so obviously we don't expect it for Portland and Callum Eilat's already in. Uh, but I would keep his uh, keep an eye on his name for Laguna Seca and especially Laguna Seca because there's no F2 race that weekend and the race weekend after that I don't know if there is I I don't 2021 season here let's look so we have Russia the weekend of Long Beach and there's no F2 so there's plenty of time for Tictum to I guess potentially do either maybe Long Beach makes sense I don't know about you know quarantine rules or restrictions right now with COVID popping up all over the place again so I guess we'll see but I've been told by two people yes one person was a little more skeptical so I guess we'll find out but it definitely would be a very divisive person to bring into IndyCar I'll just leave it at that he's he's got a checkered past so do I nobody holds against me yeah <laughs> so did I yeah yeah okay I mean, you guys are <laughs> you guys are rough tonight I'm, I'm taking the rest of the episode off wait I admitted that I had a checkered past I didn't even throw yeah that's or did she say that you did I don't I I Oh. Yeah, we both said that we did. I, yeah, I just here. assumed I just assumed I was being made fun of there again. There you go again, assuming. No, we Hi. we both have our history. Yeah. I'll be well, I don't want to say it, but I haven't gotten in like a Twitter fight in a pretty long time. Now that I say that. Oh, you're doomed. Yeah, I know. I'm doomed now, but yeah, I mean, if someone wants cuz I've seen a couple of things that went around with Tictum, I obviously probably don't have the whole story as to why he is so disliked by some. Um, so if I'm missing something, I would love an explanation on that. I'll just, you know, see what he's like on the track, give him a fair shake and assessment of his driving ability and, you know, kind of try to scope him out as a person once I learn more about him. But unfortunately I just don't know enough about him. I know that he was with Red Bull at one point and I think he either messed up somewhere, or mouthed it off too much because then he got let go, and now he recently got let go by Williams. I think that yeah, the last couple had weeks. something to do with him making fun of Latifi on a Twitch stream. I'm told it happened bef- like that it was just bad timing that he was let go. The decision to let him go was before the Twitch stream, although the Twitch stream definitely didn't help his case. Well, he said that he'd rather be the best driver in F2 than the worst driver in F1, and I'm not sure I agree no, with No, that's that. a terrible take. Uh, that's a terrible take. I would so much rather be the most irrelevant driver on the Formula 1 g- grid than being the best driver of the JV League. It's like being a 4,000-yard <laughs> passer in JVQB than like 
the second string varsity QB. Like I'd rather so much rather be on the varsity team than just be, you know, Mr. Irrelevant in F2. That's my take. Yeah. I don't know if Shannon has any thoughts before we move on. Um, I don't really have any thoughts. <laughs> I uh, have seen the takes coming from Twitter, and people aren't very happy, and I think there's a YouTube video out there about why people don't like him so much, so maybe we can find that and, and uh, brush up. But, um, nah, I, I mean, I think it was a while ago, other than maybe these last claims with Williams, but... I'm just hoping that maybe he's grown up some and won't bring too much violence to the track. <laughs> I think that's fair. I don't have anything else to add to that one, but should we talk about Callum Eilat? Did we not talk about him last week? No. It, or was it, 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 was it was it the usual announced yes, after in our... No, in typical PLP fashion, it was announced within 12 hours of recording. After there recording. We go. All right, well, brace for impact tomorrow. I guess. I guess Wednesday is just a hot day for news. I mean, so Portland's coming up this weekend, so there's bound to be something to announce yes. tomorrow. So Callum Eilat is going to be racing for Yunkos, which is what everybody predicted, right? Uh, he is driving the uh, Yunkos Hollinger entry for the round of Portland, and they actually did already do a test session at the Grand Prix venue at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, to get up to speed, shake down, things like that. I remember reading some of his quotes, and he was distinctly taken aback by the lack of power steering. Uh, but he is one of these guys that falls into this category that we've been ranting about on the F1 side where an F2 driver who's super talented but just cannot seem to break into Formula 1 for this or that reason, mostly probably the financial side of things. I mean, he just missed out beating Mick Schumacher in the uh, F2 title last year. Yes. So... Excited to see him come to IndyCar for a race. Hopefully this blossoms into something because he's an incredible talent. So, uh, Shannon, what do you make of Eilat to Yunkos Hollinger at Portland? I'm all for it. I am agree with what you said. Some of these really good F2 or 3 drivers who just, it's not that they can't swing it in F1. They can't afford it. And so I will happily bring all that good talent to us and, and just add more talent to our grid. So I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I don't know a lot about Callum other than that I think, Matt, when we were first ranting about the academy system last week or the week before, we were both saying that Callum Isla would be one we'd like to see in IndyCar. So we kind of did technically predict it. So <laughs> we can give her, stop staring at me. Anything to give yourself credit, man, Yeah, I guess. listen, and the one thing that I found pretty interesting from the test was... So they ran the IMS road course layout, but they used the oval turn one instead of the current road course turn one. So it was slightly modified, which I found relatively interesting. I don't know if it means anything if they are were just testing it like that because that's how the track was set up for something else, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see how he does. I hope he is in the media bullpen this weekend. I'd love a chance to talk to him for a couple minutes. And, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hopeful that this new Yunkos venture is, is successful because I think it would, do, it would do very well for IndyCar to have Ricardo Yunkos be in IndyCar for a while. Yeah, so really pumped for that one. The only other thing we got to get to really before Portland on a otherwise pretty slow news week is Charlie Kimball is back for Long Beach. I 
don't know the full story, but I am going to go ahead and assume that this is some sort of ode to not making the Indy 500 field. I don't know if there's a sponsorship obligation or something. Plus, it's somewhat sort of kind of his home race, per se. I mean, it's in his home state. Uh, so we get to see Charlie Kimball at Long Beach in the third Foyt entry. So pretty pumped about that. And if you didn't hear Shannon, she sounds pretty pumped about that. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, Yay. Yay. Other than that, we can just kind of glide right into Portland. Uh, so, McBridge, you're done for the year, correct? Travel-wise, that is. Yeah. No, no are you just, like, checked out for the year, too? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Mike will be. Oh, so <laughs> my days are gone now. And then Mike's going to the next two. Yes. That sounds so awful. Going from the East Coast to Portland, back to the East Coast, and then to. Yes, I'd prefer not to, but given everything going on in the world right now, I don't really. It's just I. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to find a place to stay for a couple days, and, you know, make and make it a, a. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. 10-day trip or something like that. So Hit up Keith Tyron. Yeah, Keith, if you're if you're listening. <laughs> for Laguna brother up. <laughs> Need somewhere to stay. Long Beach, why don't you just sneak under the Queen Mary? Long Beach is the one I which won't be Which is apparently at, sinking. So. Oh, damn it. But fair fair point, yes. So the top five from Portland in 2019 when we went there last was Will Power 1, Rosenquist 2nd, Rossi 3rd, Herd of 4th, Newgarden 5th. This was the this was not the one that Dixon did his secret jiu-jitsu in, right? No, Dixon finished several out. Oh, he had a mechanical issue. That was 2018 when Dixon did his jiu-jitsu on everybody. But we did have Ray Hall cause a multi-car crash in this one. This is the one that Erickson was called into emergency third driver oh, duties right. at Alpha, giving Connor Daly the chance to show off his prowess for this seat next season as a tryout. And obviously it did not work because Daly did not get the ride and despite his excellent pace was crashed out immediately with Hinch and Veach. So nice job, Graham. Jack Harvey crashed, Hunter Ray crashed, Ferrucci had an electrical issue despite running well. I had a comment today. I was, I was talking about how excited I was for Portland because I think it's one of the most underrated tracks on the IndyCar schedule. 
and a user said that I think his name is Michael said that them changing that one turn the turn number escapes me but it's the one that leads onto the back stretch yeah. where they increase the angle and the apex of the turn to allow drivers to get a good run out of the corner instead of like a nice smooth run out of the corner has significantly made the track better. And I a hundred percent agree because that first year Jack Harvey was making moves left and right in that turn. And it was like, wow, you know, you're watching Zanardi and Moore and Frank Heaty back in the day and nobody can pass there. There's like one place to pass and that's turn one or into the final section. So I guess two places. So, where do you guys kind of rank Portland among the the good tracks, the good road courses on the calendar? And I guess a part two, if you're feeling up for it, is is there any tracks that could maybe learn from what Portland did, which is one subtle change and like the, almost the whole track got a little better? That's a fantastic second part of your question there. I feel like Barber could do like, I feel like if Barber changed one part of their track, which obviously I don't know off the top of my head, like, you know, their triple chicane. Yes. If they made that just like one smooth downhill turn where you just, instead of doing like a left, right, left, right thing, like you just did like a downhill right and then a hard right. That would increase passing. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Something. Cause I don't, what is that? I mean, it's like, cool for photos and it's cool for the onboard shot but like that per that turn basically serves no purpose yes that's that's so something like that that's kind of what i'm alluding to yeah i think that's reasonable i trying to think if there's any other track that could use a change like that that's just one change and you know naturally because you put me on the spot i have no idea well the obvious answer and i don't know if there's just one change but the obvious answer is nashville you gotta make some changes on that. Yeah, or like what you said about the test with just changing the vent, changing the layout for the Grand Prix circuit. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I did say that. Just if they're gonna run it twice a year, just doing it once. Right. That's what exactly what I was gonna say. If we're gonna run it twice, can't we run each configuration and then it's not the same race every time? Now, can you stop with the logic? Yeah. We don't we don't allow that much logic on this show. I really hide that to be very logical. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I I think I think that's a, a good point all around there. I'm definitely excited to to be there. I you know Portland is it's one of the easier tracks to get around, which really is all I care about is is it easy to walk around, and it is. So that's you know I'm I'm happy there. I'm happy I can be like slightly lazy, and it's on the west coast so i can actually fly home on on sunday night and and get an extra day at home which is like instead of you know th- two days at home i'll have like two and a half days at home shannon any thoughts important yes i, I will have twice as much work <laughs> because somebody can't travel oh boo-hoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i i think portland probably top four and of courses i really like it um, North America is my favorite, though, and watching Glen and Gina goes to anymore. But yeah, I, Portland's one of my favorite races, and I've never been because I don't haven't traveled to the West Coast, and they weren't running it when I was working. So yeah, last time I was on the West Coast, I got engaged. Oh, why? Why'd you do that? Ooh, I will. What do you mean? Why did not I do that? that. <laughs> yeah, out of here. <laughs> Listen. So I don't know. I mean, championship-wise. 
Let me pull up the Bible here. I love that the 2021 or the sorry, the 2019 Portland Grand Prix it has like the Bible, which is racing reference, has you know everything nice and neatly neatly displayed uh, for the sponsor owner, but then for Ch- poor Charlie Kimball, it just says Trevor Carlin. Like doesn't name a sponsor in bold or anything. It just says Trevor Carlin. That was that was his only sponsor, I guess, for that race. So point situation. Pato has a ten point lead over Polo. Newgarden twenty two back. Dixon forty three back. Erickson's got some work to do with minus sixty. Uh and then everybody else is theoretically eliminated at this point. So uh one of those five, we got three Ganassi, a Penske, and a McLaren uh, in there. No Andretti Autosport representation in that top five. So Herdo's going to need to ball out and have utter misery on the top five to even have a chance when we get to Long Beach. Um, so there's that. And then the rookie of the year, uh, Grosjean is at 222 and McLaughlin is at 245. What in the world is happening here? So Grosjean is definitely in shot for rookie of the year, despite not racing the Indy 500 and Texas, which is just madness to me. Yeah. And yes, it's, it's, you know, the rookie of the year is not something that I think we predicted at the beginning of the year would be, I think unanimously you, you and I picked, McLaughlin because well he's running every race but my question is so you said Newgarden is 20 22 points back right so let's assume it's a a three-horse race for the championship at this point and this will go to question will go to both you guys Mm, I'm I'm not counting out okay fine let's make it a four-horse race yeah okay let's let's call it a four-horse race with Scott Dixon because yes I always I've said a million times don't bet against Scott Dixon and every time I say that I always bet against Scott Dixon that week so four three races to go Scott Dixon's 40 points back is there is there one driver you think stands the best chance of taking the lead away from Pato over this last triple header stretch here you have to pick one of the four remaining. Who is your championship winner? Championship winner or championship leader after this Championship race? winner. Championship winner. I have positive vibes on Newgarden with these final three races. He's a, a natural road course knockout, and then he's been very strong at Long Beach before. Uh, so I think these final three venues, I mean, I think Pelot is going to be very strong too, but I think Newgarden gets the edge for me. I don't think we'll see it wrapped up until Long Beach because I bet you, I'm going to bet, I'm going to go out on a little here, uh, none of the top five win this race this weekend. I dig it. Okay. Well, do I have to, do I have to pick different than both of you guys, Matt, or can I, can I, can I agree with one of you? Okay. I'm agreeing with Matt. I, I, What? I know this is a very rare occasion here, but I... No, 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 no. Hang on. I didn't know you were going to agree with me, so pick someone else because now I'm jinxed. No, it's too late. I No, yeah, well, I'm not changing my answer. I'm Sorry, Joseph Newgarden. <laughs> apologize to him now. Screw you guys. <laughs> I'm picking... You act like we don't have, like, actionable I know, evidence as to I why know, you think I know, way. I know. Relax. Okay. Well, now that you guys have made fun of me enough now, do we have anything else or should we get to predictions? Well, you didn't say why Newgarden. I just think he's on a, a great hot streak right now. And, you know, that's in any sport, the, 
the teams or drivers that win the championships are the ones that get hot at the right time, and he's hot at the right time. All right, well, let's get to predictions. I'm going to selfishly go first because, as you're going to find out in the F1 episode tomorrow, Mike stole all my recap uh, driver of the day, disappointments of the day for Zanvoort. Kind of salty about that one. So I'm going to go first so I can attempt to steal some of his answers. For Portland to do good, I'm going to say Scott Dixon. So piss off, Mike, especially since you've decided to count him out for the rest of ever, uh, which is words you just said five minutes ago, and I can prove it. Shannon, who do you have doing good this weekend? Well, I don't want to pick the same one as you. No, that's a lot. That's just a lot. So, I'm going to go with Will. Oh. No, I'm not. Oh. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Oh, oh. Uh, that was the best false start in the history of predictions. Uh, <laughs> I am going to go with Marcus Erickson. Okay, respect. All right. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure, Mike, one time you said, I'm going to go with Dalton Kinnam. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't I don't think I ever did that. <laughs> Let's not get you, bogged down on details. Are you drunk right now? <laughs> you Gen Zers are making up all sorts of crazy stuff. Oh, f*** So, I, for my good prediction, I will go with, let's see here. I'm going to say... Um, I'm gonna say Pato. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's gonna have a good race this weekend. Look at us all doing uh, championship uh, protagonists as our our peoples. Bad. I am gonna go ahead and say that given the unfortunate nature of his last several races, I think there's some sort of racing god that has some sort of something against Alex Pillow. Uh, so I think Alex Pillow is going to have some sort of unfortunate thing oh. again happen to do this weekend. Hopefully just a minor mechanical failure and nothing major. Okay. But uh, it just seems like he's having a rough couple of weeks with stuff out of his control. Do I get to go? I'm going to go. No, okay. okay. No, I get to go. <laughs> and then you can go. Uh, I am going to go with, I'm going to go with Alex that that was a jinx i think you tried that last time and it didn't work i did no didn't (laughs) that's fair i mean i I respect (laughs) the effort so i will go with i will go with scott dixon i'm gonna bet listen you you said i i wasn't gonna bet against scott dixon or i said i wasn't gonna bet against scott dixon but let's 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 go for a hot take here. Scott Dixon's going to have a bad weekend. All right. Well, your loss. Uh, Dark Horse Top 10. I uh, mentioned him earlier as a guy who does really well here and could make some pretty impressive passes. I'm going to go with Jack Harvey as a Dark Horse Top 10 who, as long as his pit box doesn't fuck it up for him, I think he'll do just fine and bring home a, a good result because he's very fast. Uh, is Elio racing the last three races? Yes. I think yeah. he is, right? All right. We got Elio. Uh, for the last three races, which probably means that his pit box is going to be calling better strategies than Harvey's, is you know logic and all. Shannon, who do you got? I got Graham Rahal. Okay, well, what you were going to pick Rahal? He's not a dark horse top ten. That guy finishes top ten like it's for breakfast. Yeah, but he, he qualified. Yeah, but he just doesn't ever really do anything. I mean, like he finishes, but he doesn't ever like tired or exciting. And they're just like, oh, Graham finished in the top ten. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow that one because with the way he qualifies, As if it's your decision. I, Gen Z's run the world, man. I no no the boomers <laughs> do. So <laughs> oh n- yeah, thanks, man. 
Appreciate so, that. So, I, I think Ray Hall and his lack of qualifying this year puts him as a dark horse top 10 like every week, even though he mainly finishes in the top 10. Yeah, he's, finishes, he's finished outside of the top 10 f- four times. One was Ed Jones's fault, and the other was he was like in the top three at Indy when his tire how fell many, off. How many races in are we? Uh, the, we've done 13. So nine out of 13, two I would hardly consider That's his That's 31% fault. of the races. Yeah, but it yeah. still happens. It does still it's happen, but I think he's got happen. like the <laughs> second most... He's got more than Polo. He's got more than Newgarden. No, he's tied with Newgarden. One less than Dixon. I mean, he's in like Dixon. He's in like championship running territory with top ten. I mean, Mike said he's allowing it. We're, I guess that's in written in stone. You're welcome. Anyway. Boomer. It's my birthday week. You can allow whatever you yeah. want. Happy birthday, by the way. Happy early birthday. By the, t- by the, by the race day is your birthday, correct? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Only thirty-five more years to go to catch to Mike. <sighs> well, Christ, my dark horse top ten <laughs> is going to be Oliver Askew in that third Ray Hall car for the remainder of the season. I forgot he was racing. Holy! Sh- I'm like, why did you just pick? What is? What is? I just, I just, I just have happening? to say for those. Who are listening and and can't see the, everybody's face right now? I was just looked at like I was a moron for picking somebody who wasn't racing. I forgot he was racing. Yes, I, I, we forgot to announce that. Um, Askew's in the high V car for the final three rounds. Good job, Mike. Thanks for covering our gaps. Yeah, there. you're welcome. I'm gonna pretend you did that on you, purpose. You Gen Zers forget to uh, forget to get to all the news beforehand. Yes, because you don't forget anything ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny. So yes, Askew's in the final three rounds. So congrats to Oliver. So yes, that's it. Wondering if there's a try out there. I'd um, say so. So yes, uh, that's kind of it for the episode. Shannon, hope you have a fun birthday. I don't. Do we got anything else, Mike? Nope. I am just pulling up the app to go over the times real quick. So these times are Eastern time. Practice one is at noon on Saturday, so this is just a Saturday-Sunday show. Qualifying starts at 3.15 Eastern on Peacock, and then the race is on Big NBC Sunday afternoon at 3.30 Eastern. I don't think there's too much pre-race coverage. I think Green Flag is like 3.45 or something like that, but I will tweet that out Thursday or Friday when I get a, a hard copy of the schedule in my hands. So... Yeah, that's it. If anybody's going to be there, let me know. I land Thursday night, so I'll be at the track probably early Friday morning throughout the weekend. And yeah, I think that's it. McBridge, thanks for hanging out and making fun of me for the last 40 minutes. And happy birthday. And ladies and gentlemen, have a lovely weekend of racing. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. 
We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company. And we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.